Welcome everyone to the Yourself Enlightened podcast. This is a bi-weekly podcast created for the everyday spiritual enthusiast like myself. On this podcast, we will discuss topics related to all things spiritual, divine, metaphysical, mystical, magical, health conscious, woo-woo, you know, the works. And if you're at all interested in these topics, then this podcast is for you. So join the conversation by following Yourself Enlightened on Instagram at yourself underscore enlightened and visit yourselfenlightened.com. Hi everyone, this is Carissa, your host, and today I am extremely excited to introduce a very special guest on the podcast, Marina Yane Triner. Marina is a health coach and recipe developer through Soul in the Raw. Marina creates easy and delicious vegan recipes and writes about the health benefits of a plant-based diet, focusing on evidence-based nutrition information. She loves to help clients go and stick to plant-based eating through her powerful coaching program, combining nutrition and cooking education along with transformational mindset work. Marina adopted a whole food plant-based lifestyle over seven years ago, inspired by her mother's incredible healing story of reversing a crippling bladder disease. She has reversed PMS symptoms and emotional trauma as a result of this transition. Marina is incredibly passionate about the vegan diet for human health, animal welfare, and the well-being of our planet, all of which she envisions as codependent. So you can learn more about Marina on her website, on her Instagram, and on her Facebook. All links are in the show notes, so please uh, refer to those notes Um, so that you can find her easily and work with her potentially as well. So we'll dive into the interview. I hope all of you enjoy. Uh, Marina definitely shares a lot of valuable insight and great information. Thanks all. Marina, welcome to the Yourself Enlightened podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and share. Good. Well, we're looking forward to um, the messages that will come through and your wisdom. So uh, we'll dive right into it. So you are a plant-based wellness coach, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I would describe it. I used to use health coach, but I don't think it describes like the fullness of, of what health is, you know? So I think wellness is a, a much more comprehensive word that I really like because it's more than just food and movement. There's so much more. Exactly. It's holistic, the whole self. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's perfect. Um, so to begin, uh, let's discuss your journey. So tell us a bit about how you discovered plant-based um, nutrition and what are some of the experiences you've had implementing that into your life? So seven years ago, I was actually at the time living in Jerusalem and my mom actually got really sick. She was sick for eight years and um, she had a disease called interstitial cystitis which is not super common but it's very very debilitating it's in the bladder and it's basically just this pain in the bladder kind of like a a uti which a lot of people are familiar with Mm -hmm. and so she had that for eight years and nothing really worked in the conventional sense so then she actually turned to raw food and um, went raw vegan and never in my life did I think I would be able to do that but I um I was really inspired by her because just seeing that in front of your eyes you know the transformation of someone who was literally unable to leave the house for eight years to actually living life you know just restoring her body 
So that was very inspiring. And um, so I tried raw veganism for four years. And I had my own issues, like really severe PMS, which I'm sure many women that are listening will be identifying with. And it was, I mean, mine was super severe. Like I would faint and throw up and I took 10 10 painkillers a day to like function. Yeah, it was really extreme. I even once like fainted onto a road from the car because I couldn't even drive and I wanted to sit on the curb and like rest. But instead I ended up fainting into the lane. So very scary experiences. And so I really wanted to heal that physically. And I also just wanted to prevent disease, you know, because I didn't want to get the genetics of my mom. And so I tried raw veganism for four years and I did feel certain changes, um, but I didn't really uh, reverse my PMS, which was like the biggest thing that I really wanted to reverse. And it didn't make sense to me, you know, why, why is this still around? Like, why am I still having this? And at that time, I actually moved to San Diego, where I live now, from Jerusalem. And I really met the vegan community here, which was really nice. And I met a lot of people who were really interested in the evidence-based side of nutrition. Mm -hmm. So not just raw vegan, but, you know, what is the science basically saying about eating? And many of them were whole food plant-based, which I kind of heard about before, but I wasn't fully aware of so I started to explore it and I don't know how many of your listeners have ever tried like raw vegan uh, lifestyles but for anyone who has tried any kind of quote-unquote diet I'm sure they will understand how it's kind of scary because if you do it for a long time you kind of think this is the only right way for me like this is the only healthy way to be and you kind of start convincing yourself of it And when you see that the results are not happening, a lot of times you're maybe in denial or something like that. And I think I was for a long time. And, but then I just, you know, I was really, I think the community was really helpful because I was just around people who thought differently and I saw how vibrant and healthy they were. And the science really, really made sense. So I just started to be really convinced that I should listen to the evidence. I also read a really great book called Becoming Raw Vegan. And in that book, it talks about the long-term health of raw vegans. And it was quite poor. So um, just reading all these things, um, I also come from a research background in political science, but still, I just became convinced about whole food plant-based eating. And so changed to that for about four years now or so and I've really really enjoyed it um it did reverse PMS so that's amazing so I don't have to take painkillers anymore I feel fine I'm able to function on my period so that's really exciting and um you know energy better digestion like so many benefits that I have experienced and I absolutely love it and I think it's important to know also within that story is like a lot of people think that eating vegan, quote unquote, is just one thing, but there's actually many different ways to do it. So that's that's what I've also learned. For sure. Yeah. I'm sure you have to uh, wean yourself off of things and do it slowly for it to actually have a lasting impact. Because if you just overnight switch, I think that's when people run into issues and they quit you know, within a couple of weeks. You know, I think you have to really yeah. 
make it a lifestyle, which we'll talk about. I'm excited to talk about mindset and kind of the routine and strategies of, of making that uh, lifestyle versus, you know, just a diet. So we'll dive into that. But as far as the physical changes, how quickly did you feel differently? Would you say? Like, was it? It actually quick? took a really long time. A lot of time you'll blame your new lifestyle on the issues, but really it's from the old, you know, way of eating that's still sticking with you. So it really depends on how you ate before. But for me, you know, with PMS, it took a long time. And even when I switched to whole food plant-based, it actually got worse for a while, Mm -hmm. which was discouraging, but then it got better. And I think that's pretty common with a lot of things like your body's cleaning up and it's getting used to the new lifestyle. So whoever is making whatever kind of switch, it's really important to remember that you got to give it at least like six months, I would say, you know, and really stick to it and, and be consistent to really see a difference, especially if you're trying to heal something. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's interesting for sure. As far as um, red meat goes, I've read quite a bit about red meat and I've listened to a lot of documentaries about red meat being a carcinogen. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on that? Do you feel like that's pretty accurate and, and where do you find information about that online yourself um yeah so in that journey where i was starting to trust you know more science-based approaches i started to uh, listen to dr michael greger from nutritionfacts.org who is an amazing he's actually an md but he doesn't work as an md anymore um these days he basically takes he has a huge team and they take all of the nutrition studies out there and summarize them. So literally, they go through every single study in existence, and they summarize it um, when they have enough, you know, studies on a given topic. And it's interesting. Um, So and he really tries for it to be as little biased as possible. So I really, really appreciate that. I also met him. He's a great guy. And I really like to get my information from that website. And also a lot of the different plant-based doctors, and there's so many like Dr. Neil Barnard, Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Angie Sadeghi, um, McDougall. I mean, really, like if you look up plant-based doctors, you'll have so many. So it's really nice because a lot of them are doing studies, and so uh, you get to learn from that. And absolutely, I agree that red meat is a carcinogen. One of the, there are many aspects, scientific aspects to it. One of them is TMAO, for example, which is this compound that is formed and becomes carcinogenic in your body. And what's really interesting, and that's only when you're eating, I think meat, but maybe more animal products, I'm not sure. But what's really interesting is that if you have been vegan for a while, it actually doesn't happen. Like say you eat accidentally or by choice a piece of meat, that conversion TMAO doesn't happen. So it's all about, that's what's really fascinating to me, your gut microbiome or the bacteria in your gut um, and how they function. Wow. So if you don't eat meat and you are raw vegan for an extended period of time, then it doesn't have the same effect. That's so fascinating to me. Yeah. Wow. But if you consistently eat meat, then it will have that impact. 
Yes, oh. because the gut microbiome is actually what controls our digestion, our immune system. Right. You know, now with this virus, I like talking about the immune system because no one's doing it. Everyone's saying, you know, stay indoors and all this stuff, which is important. But then what about our immune system that's going to actually help us fight it if exactly. we, God forbid, get it? Um, so it's really interesting to know how our microbiome functions and how our gut bacteria actually digests. For us and the gut bacteria are probiotics so a lot of people think oh we should buy you know over-the-counter probiotics but from talking to dr angie sodagi she's an amazing gastroenterologist here in california she told me you know it doesn't actually do much like according to the studies the probiotics don't do much they actually uh, don't add bacteria to your body what's the most important thing is eating those fruits and vegetables because they have fiber which is called a prebiotic, which is going to feed your gut bacteria. That's what they eat. So because animal products, they don't have fiber, they're actually not feeding your bacteria. So it's really important to give food to that good gut bacteria, and then they just grow. You know, they proliferate. Because all they want is like a really nice environment where they can be nice and cozy and happy in your body. And when you feed them, that's, that's great. That is so interesting. I didn't think about the fiber element. That makes so much sense that meat doesn't have fiber, so it's not doing any of that. Huh? Okay. This is really interesting. I can't wait to read a little bit more about this too. I'll have to look at that book that you mentioned. And uh, it's interesting you mentioned immune system because I do have a question about that as well, seeing that, you know, the coronavirus is upon us right now. Um, what would you recommend for people uh, in terms of food selection to help boost their immune system right now? Yeah, well, definitely whole food plant-based is very helpful in general, just because it strengthens your whole body, again, feeding your bacteria um, in addition to that. So it's like, I really like for people to not think of a crash diet, you know, and like really think of it as a lifestyle and a good basis. So even if you're doing like a some kind of cleanse and then you go back to eating whatever, it's not going to work, right? So it's right. better to... Think of this as a long-term game. So whole food plant-based is really the basis to me. And that includes, mm -hmm. just for just to define it for those of you who are not sure what I mean, I mean uh, legumes, so like lentils and beans, um, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And there's 20,000 edible species of plants wow. Wow. in the world. So if you think like, oh my God, that's very little things. How am I going to eat? You know, it's no variety. Actually, you're going to have a much more varied diet than you are when you're just eating like an omelet for breakfast and like steak and right. meat and whatever. Um, so that is kind of the basis. And then on top of that, onion and garlic are really great foods to include, especially if they're raw, but also cooked. Mm -hmm. And then elderberry is a good one. Echinacea is a good one. So there's like teas and syrups and stuff like that. Um, and then in addition to that, something that I've been playing around with lately and I'm really obsessed with is medicinal mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually just get the powder, you know. And what they are, they're not regular. They're, I guess, a more special kind of mushrooms that grow all over the world. And people have been eating them for thousands of years. And there's a lot of studies on how great they are for your immune system. Definitely. And 
they're incredible. So I take reishi and turkey kale right now, mm -hmm. but there's many other ones as well, like lion's mane and shaga and ashwagandha. all kinds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love so ashwagandha. ashwagandha is a root. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's an adaptogenic, but it's yes. not a mushroom. But oh. those are great too. Yeah, those are really great. So they're like additional little, you know, supplements, kind of. Mm -hmm. And I like to just, you can put it in soup, like anything cooked is really good with the medicinal mushrooms because they like heat, they do better. Mm -hmm. um, they You kind of absorb them better. Um, so you can cook with them whatever you cook. And then I also like to make a little drink with like soy milk dates and I just pour the capsule out into the blender and I blend it for a while until it's hot actually like gets hot and then I drink that and it's just amazing like I've really noticed a huge difference because as a kid I was actually born near the Chernobyl um, accident you know the radio radioactive explosion mm -hmm. yeah and I used to have a horrible immune system as a kid so I'm really like working on boosting it and I have noticed that I was around sick people for many months and nothing happened so I'm like cool. I really great. believe in it yeah and then in addition to those things, um, sleep is super important for your immune system. Um, relaxation, so we can talk about like how to clear all the fear that's going on right now because when we're in a state of fear, our immune system functions, you know, it, it kind of goes down. Yeah, it's impacted for sure. Yeah, so meditation and mindfulness, and I actually have a free meditation on my website because I really like to um, just give my clients meditations and they love it. So that's really amazing. And really any strategies you can use to reverse that fear-based thinking and just flow into a state of relaxation, peace, and love is really, really going to help as well so important i love that you provide a meditation for your clients like you said it's about all around wellness not just plant-based but that's kind of your primary core of what you do but you also have kind of these other embellishments to what you offer that's fantastic i will check that out too that's great so you talked a little bit about some additional resources that people can look up online and you mentioned some doctors do you have any other books or anything that you would recommend for people trying to make this switch to plant-based yes absolutely so how not to die is actually dr greger's book it's mm -hmm. very funny <laughs> named how I not to it. die he's he's hilarious so it's like kind of goes with his personality that's a really good book um there's a lot of there's becoming vegan there's becoming raw vegan and then becoming vegan that's a really good one um i really like books on the microbiome i read the microbiome solution which was really eye-opening and it also talks about like yeah, that, this is actually kind of also immune boosting in a sense is like how we shouldn't actually be scared of bacteria. So it's not, it's kind of irrelevant, not irrelevant, but yes, it's really good now to wash our hands a lot just because we're trying to avoid right, this virus. But yeah. mm -hmm. it talks about actually like, for instance, in the shower, you don't want to soap up your entire body and be like really obsessed with cleaning everything out like crazy. Yep. So that's a great book. And um, I also have uh, meal plans and things on my website. So in terms of like the more practical side, in terms of cookbooks, my favorite is Forks Over Knives and Dr. Gregor's cookbook, the How Not to Die cookbook. And right now he's working on he didn't actually make the recipes, but it's, you know, in collaboration. 
And right now he's working on um, a book about weight loss and like maintaining your weight. So that's really, oh, actually it's out. Sorry, it's already out. My parents stole it from me, but (laughs) I do, I haven't read it yet, Um, but it's pretty cool. It gives you all these uh, tips on how to lose weight really effortlessly. Excellent. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, as I mentioned, I have a lot of different meal plans and recipes on the more like practical side of how actually to have, you know, a meal plan for the day on my website as well. Perfect. And you make a lot of your own recipes. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What's your absolute favorite recipe that you've come up with? Oh my God, that's so hard. Uh, I honestly don't eat the same thing pretty much ever. Like every day I make something new. I guess I will say, I guess what's coming up now is like Alfredo sauce. Mm. So I made a really good Alfredo sauce with chickpeas and steamed cauliflower and cashews. And that's like in the blender. And it's just a really good balance because it has like your fats, your carbs and your protein all in like a sauce. And it tastes amazing. So I love that one. And for a meal, like an entire meal, I really love Buddha bowls, even though like I have a couple recipes, but it's honestly so flexible that you can make your own all the time. And what it is, is kind of like a better version of a salad. It's a salad that also has beans or lentils and um, whole grains. So it's really like a complete meal. Again, it's very balanced. And that's something I've also learned from my previous diet is that it's really important to actually have balanced meals. Like your, your main meals should have a good balance of like carb predominant, fat predominant and protein predominant foods all in one meal so that Mm -hmm. you feel really satisfied and balanced. So that's why I love Buddha bowls. Like that's pretty much my daily, at least one of my meals daily. It sounds delicious. Sounds really, really good. How did you learn everything that you've learned? Did you have a mentor? Did you go through any certifications? Like how have you really become an expert? So when I started out, I would watch so much YouTube, like every day, all day. And that was great. However, and I still do learn from YouTube, but now I'm like very selective about where I'm learning from. Mm -hmm. And that's important to know because there's so many people on YouTube that are not experts, you know, they're not, they don't have like the scientific background and they're just speaking with such conviction. Um, So it's really important to be selective with your sources. So I started out with that. I also got a, um, uh, food coaching certification mm-hmm. in the beginning. And now I read a lot of books and, you know, watch Dr. Gregor's videos and his books and just different plant-based doctors books. For instance, right now I'm watching like a whole series on teeth. So that's really interesting with different dentists talking about teeth health. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like one side of it. And then, um, last year I actually enrolled in a coaching mastermind So in my own experience, I have coached, like I used to coach clients on just the pure food side of things. So, okay, here's how you grocery shop, you meal plan, you meal prep, recipes, like all that. And that was great, but they, you know, it wasn't lasting. It wasn't a lasting change and it wasn't transformational. So when I enrolled in the coaching uh, mastermind, I actually met the most amazing coach and she's my mentor Alyssa Nobriga and she's a transformational business coach but she's a transformational coach you know which talks about 
how you actually transform on all the levels, emotional, mental, subconscious, somatic, and behavioral, Mm -hmm. all together. And after that mastermind, which is almost over in about a month, Mm -hmm. um, I also, like in there, I learned about her certification program, which I'm going through right now. And so I'm learning even more tools about, you know, for instance, how to set your vision and your goals and how to select your values that you want to live by with my clients. But also I do it with myself and that's how I'm like a guinea pig. And they're like, oh, okay, this is what works. And then I also then work with my clients around it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really fascinating. Um, So it's kind of like my process is that I use those tools for myself. And then once I learn that and I really also learn how it works in the best way. So it's not about having like a thousand tools, but how to use a particular tool really, really well. Then I coach my clients on it. Love it. I love that you actually take the time to embrace it yourself and make sure it's actually a good tool and understanding how it works and how it worked for you. I think that's really powerful. So that's good. Yeah, I think I think that I can only take my clients as far as I go, Definitely. you know, myself. Yeah. So that's why I'm always, you know, I want to be like an example for it. Not to say that I'm perfect. And, right. you know, for instance, this this whole virus scare has really been stressful for me. Um, just like safety concerns and so much going sure. through my mind, you know, so I'm kind of taking the time to process that. But, right. you know, we're all human. And yeah. I know that my clients, they're not always going to be in a perfect state they go they use the tools and then they go through times where they are having a hard time and it's important to know like you are so allowed to have a hard time right exactly we're allowed to be human and and we will Mm -hmm. you know have our our moments and it ebbs and flows and I think that's great that you're so understanding too and that you're there to support them as they need you that's huge yeah Yeah, that's huge um what are some of your uh client success stories have you had any really big transformations that you'd like to share yeah I would say that all of them do actually really well I mean throughout the process and after um, all of my clients that I've worked with until now which is really cool in the last two years um, have actually stuck to this lifestyle so that's very exciting Um, so I've had clients uh, reverse their PMS just like me Um, reverse their arthritis lose weight even accidentally you know like not I mean not go underweight but just they weren't trying yeah, to so it is a, a yeah. very yeah a cool side effect um they have of course become happier in their lives more connected to themselves um what other stories yeah weight loss was a big one also energy that's huge for all of them in particular one amazing client that i've had she actually went from like eating total junk food and i'm talking about like actual like fast food every single day mm-hmm. to whole food plant-based overnight and she stopped using the alarm clock like totally wow. she started her own business within that time and she's still continuing with it so it's really cool actually that's something pretty common to a lot of my clients they also really like business and starting their own businesses and I think part of it is just gaining all this energy that you don't know what to do with so yeah that's what happened that's amazing that's amazing I think energy in and of itself is a great reason to do it (laughs) yeah everything else could just be a bonus right but that's amazing to hear very very cool 
I know you love the mindset aspect and we've already talked quite a bit about that, but are there any other elements that we haven't talked about that goes into the mindset side of this type of transformation? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. So right now I'm really exploring like the mental and the emotional because most of us humans right now in, in the world, we really live from the chin up. Um, and I lived like that for many years as well. So really talking about how we can start to connect with our emotions. And one of the biggest things, I actually really enjoy working with uh, people who have anxiety, trauma, stuff like that, because that's my background. So one of the biggest things, and it, it's just so funny because it's so simple, but then they're like, oh, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. I'm going to try that strategy from now on. So what happens when we're anxious? You know, this is a perfect time to talk about it. When we're anxious and when we are in a state of fear, we really go into the mind and we just tell ourselves a story. And it just circles on and on and it grows. And it's like, you know, whatever story, like, I'm going to get sick, let's just say, let's yeah. pretend, you know, yeah. I'm going to get sick. And then it just gets bigger and bigger. And it's not really based on truth. It's just in the mind. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I work with my clients on that's very hard for them. Um, so I kind of introduce it later on in the process, but it's just sitting with your feelings. So it's actually like a meditation on your emotions. Instead of being in the mind, you drop into the body and you just listen to the sensations so we we start with sensations it can be like okay so what where do you feel something in your body like in your stomach your chest and your throat what color is it is it moving is it has it stopped like what's happening to it so it's very simple it's not like are you sad right now are you happy but it's more like what are you sensing so that is pretty simple and just tracking that and staying with it um, and then doing that every day has really helped with emotional eating. I actually have a client who was hoarding, um, you know, objects in the home and having a lot of anxiety and within a short time, just clearing everything out. It's just amazing wow. after years of, yeah, and it's wow. all, you know, it's that mindset piece. And then um, I don't know if you're familiar with Byron Katie's work. Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah, she's really interesting. So um, she has developed these four, I think, four to five questions, very simple questions um, to question the mind. So it's like you have a belief or a fear and then you ask these questions and they are, what is the belief? Is it true? Can you know without a shadow of a doubt that it's true? How do you feel and behave when you believe it? How do you feel and behave when you do not believe it? And then you turn it around. So you either... Um, make it the opposite or you kind of change it up to whatever resonates and then you give examples of how that new belief is true and that's super powerful so once we you know it depends on who I'm working with but if you're a person that's like very much in the mind achiever type like I want to check all the boxes and get things done then I would start with that I would actually start with Byron Katie's work because that opens your mind and then slowly you can go into the emotions. But then if it's a person who's more open to their emotional world, I would actually start with that. So it really yeah. depends, but those two tools are amazing. And then, you know, journaling is really powerful as well. Mm-hmm. So like stream of consciousness journaling where you're not 
using periods or commas, you're just like, I feel annoyed. Yeah, just go, go for it. Love it. Um, yeah, it's really, really fun. And um, yeah, those are those are kind of the tools that I really enjoy using. Um, and then I work with clients as well, like choosing your values. So things that actually make you happy. Like what is, for me, for instance, it's connection. So I know that when I have connection in my life with friends and family and animals and, and anything like that, mm-hmm. I feel happy. That's when I'm at my happiest. Same. So how can I increase that? And how can I um, put that into all the things that I do throughout the day? You know, even with food or with everything that I do, I just want to make sure that I have a little bit more of that. Um, and Alyssa actually teaches something called the joy journal, where you write down every day what has brought you the most joy. And that's how you find out your um, your value through that exercise, you know, within a week. Okay, so I was happiest when I was in nature, when I was hanging out with my friends, when I was, so connection, you know, obvious. And then everyone has their own. Um, so that's really fun too, because I remember like last week I talked to a woman that was talking about how she feels like food is just occupying her every thought and like, you know, it's just so hard. She doesn't know what to make for her meals and it's so frustrating and how much she used to enjoy. Like now she's a stay-at-home mom, but when she worked in the workforce, she was achieving all these things and like feeling like a power woman. And as I was listening to her describe this, I asked her, like, is freedom really important to you? Because she never used the word, but I could like sense it. And Uh she was like, yes, yes, yes. That's super important. Like, okay, well, then this is all about where can you have more freedom? How can you actually increase your freedom around food, around your kids, you know, in all the areas? Because then you feel happier. That's how it works. Yeah. So you could kind of pinpoint, you know, that individual's need and what, what they mm-hmm. wanted to focus on. Yeah, no, I'm sure that you have that everybody has a different motivator as well. So that's, that's yeah. great. When you sign on new clients, how long do you typically like to work with them? Is it, you know, six months minimum to get them into a good place or it does it vary by client? I always do three months minimum. And then if they want to continue, we continue. But the three months is a really good chunk of time because the first month is very intense coaching where I actually text them every single day, keep up with them. We have a session every week and I introduce the new tools um, as much as possible and they practice them. So then I check in, okay, how is the Byron Katie work going or how is them sitting with the emotions, you know? And then the second and third month, it goes down, like how much I check in because then they're kind of taking the tools and running with it because I really want to leave them in a place where they feel super confident to just keep going on their own. Yep. Um, and the, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. And the food really comes in. It depends on the client, but um, a lot of times it comes in a little bit later than actually talking about the mindset work because then they're like, oh, I thought I suck in the kitchen, but actually this is really easy. <laughs> it's like, good, <laughs> now you can see. It all starts with how, what you believe about it. For sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, belief is huge. Yep. Yeah. I love that you incorporated that kind of deprogramming to reprogram the belief system because that is so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's great. Do you get a lot of people that question your decision to be plant-based vegan? 
Um, or do you feel like people ever combat that or, you know, just question your decision, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Cause I feel like some people are like, well, why I don't understand. Or that seems like it's so hard. And like, how do you handle those types of discussions with people? I actually don't so much anymore, but I used to. And even if I do, I have this philosophy that like, we are mirrors for each other. So if someone tells me that, that means that they find that really hard for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they're projecting like, oh, it's, it's hard for you, right? Like, no, it's not actually. Yeah. Um, so because I find it so easy and natural, it becomes really easy for me to not get triggered by that when someone tells that to me. And I'm like, no, you know, it's actually very easy for me. And if you have questions, let me know. But it, it doesn't, it doesn't um, make anything come up for me. Like, it doesn't trigger me. Mm -hmm. But, you know... I mean, I think that's really interesting because I actually talk about that a lot of times when I do an online training, when uh, with people who are watching, I tell them, if you notice that you are getting triggered, so that means you're hearing someone tell you that, and then you have this emotional response, you get really angry and all this stuff uh -huh. is triggering something in you actually has nothing to do with them. Definitely. So instead of like blaming, oh, they're such a horrible person. Like, why are they, why are they telling me this? Blah, blah, blah. And all, it's very easy to blame somebody else, but it's actually a really good um, opportunity to look inside yourself and ask, why am I being triggered right now? <laughs> like, what's going on? Exactly. Am I feeling like this is hard for me? Um, yeah. And as I said, like, for me, it's such a lifestyle now that it's, it's just really, really easy and effortless. So I understand that other people don't feel that way and they think, again, this is totally a belief. So if you have it, like uh, eating this way is really hard. Just question it. Like, yeah. is it possible that it's actually really easy? Yeah. Like, and why do I actually feel this way? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And I think that's a really good point that it's triggering something that's worth looking at and diving into for sure. That's that's a good response to that. Is your mom still raw vegan as well? Has she... No, that. no. So um, my both my parents are vegan, mm -hmm. um, and my grandma. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, she she lives with them. Yeah, so she eats like them. And she actually I forgot to use her story as a as an example because she eats kind of like I sort of coach her into eating <laughs> what she eats, and she's been able to. She's eighty, and she has reduced her medication in half for diabetes wow. and blood pressure. So, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So my mom, no, she also has discovered Dr. Greger, and so she eats. Um, I forgot to mention a really good resource for everyone. Dr. Greger has a free uh, app that's called the Daily Dozen. And that app has all of the foods that he recommends eating in a day. So it's a little bit more in depth than like what I said, the legumes, the whole grains. It's like servings of each. And then inside of fruit, for instance, he says it's really important to eat berries as well as other fruits and then vegetables as well as green leafy vegetables as well as cruciferous. So like broccoli, kale, arugula, all those um, leaves mm -hmm. that have like a cross pattern specific type of veggies so that's a really good app so we all kind of know it by heart now we we um try to live like that like if it's lunch and I'm like hmm, have I had my you know whatever's on the list so my mom does the same my parents both do the same 
Very cool. Yeah, I'll have to get that app too. That sounds good. It's really good. Yeah. That's very cool. What are your thoughts on juicing? And do you feel like juicing should be something that's more in moderation because you want the fiber when you're actually physically eating the fruits and veggies? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I used to, I actually have a juicer that I don't use anymore. And I used to use it quite a lot and even do juice fast. And exactly what you said, the fiber is missing. So it really... The thing that we need to understand is I used to be like, no, it's fine. I get enough fiber. And that's true. But the fiber is not just food for your bacteria. There's more to it. It actually has nutrients attached to it. I think calcium is one of them. There's a few that attach to the fiber. And then when you're when you throw it away, you're actually throwing away some of this nutrient. So it kind of defeats the purpose of eating right. whatever you're eating. Um, so maybe it does work in certain cases, for instance, when someone has a lot of issues with digestion, like if they have Crohn's disease or something and fiber is really hard for them to digest. Um, it can work as like a ther- therapy for a, a short amount of time and then they can work on their digestion. At least they're getting some nutrients from that. Mm-hmm. But for people who, you know, just normal, not having any issues, Um, Even if you have some digestive issues, I would still say like stick to the fiber because that's going to help actually heal your digestion over time. Um, So yeah, my thought is definitely like either smoothies because they still have the fiber or just chewing the food. And I don't even make smoothies. I actually make smoothie bowls. Mm. Um, So I actually like chew them. It's really important to chew because your saliva actually starts the chewing start producing the saliva and that's how you start the digestive process so you don't want to go straight into you know just drinking it down right I didn't think about the chewing element that is super fascinating too huh so the saliva production is the first step of of positive good digestion essentially mm-hmm. yeah yeah because it it starts as saliva and the enzymes inside your saliva begin the digestive process wow that is really interesting. Good to know. Um, when you first went to uh, plant-based, was it difficult uh, to eat when you were in a bind or in a hurry? Like, how did you handle finding food that was vegan when you were out and about? It was actually very difficult, period. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, for the first four years, I craved cheese really, really bad. And mm-hmm. I would actually still eat cheese every once in a while just because I craved it so badly Um, it was a lot about being prepared so when you get in the groove of things when you prepare ahead of time and one of the things I like to teach is meal prep when you meal prep you actually have food on hand my favorite tool in the world is the instant pot which Mm -hmm. is like a pressure cooker and I just make like a huge batch of stew or soup for the week and that is amazing like you you just have that in your fridge you know um and then going out taking a handful of nuts veggies dates like what stuff like that having it with you is really really nice as a backup um but yeah i used to crave cheese so badly and what really helped me i look i know this is a huge issue for many people because um actually dr neil barnard he wrote a book called the cheese trap um and it talks about how cheese 
has compounds in it that the the protein in cheese, the casein, it is actually addicting to your brain. That makes it's, so much sense. I love yeah. cheese. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, it really is addicting. And what helped me is one learning all this information, but then also for me, like, and a lot of humans eating just for our health and nutrition, it's great, but it's not the whole picture and it doesn't give you enough motivation to stick to it. So another layer, and I also teach this to my clients actually at a certain point, is the ethical parts of eating a vegan diet. Um, so one of those is, of course, animals, right? And then the other is environment. And with everything that's going on now, it's so important to know about this, that um, eating vegan is actually the best thing you can do for the environment because the amount of water that's used for meat and dairy is just insane. Um, a lot more than uh, for growing plants um, mm-hmm. and then deforestation. So um, around 70% of deforestation is actually for meat and cheese production um, just because cows, you know, they need the place to graze, right? So yeah. when I was in um, in Costa Rica, my favorite place in the world, and I came out of the rainforest, All I would see is these huge fields of cows grazing and, and the and the forest was still in the background. Mm-hmm. So it was very clear that this area was cleared out, you know, and just seeing that and making the connection was really powerful. And then about the dairy industry, you know, it's a very, very cruel industry. Right. And um, actually the, the farmers, they use something called a rape rack. Like that's what it's called in the industry. where they impregnate the cow over and over and over again until she cannot function anymore. She actually, mm-hmm. you know, dies from exhaustion because obviously to produce milk, cows have to be pregnant. They're just like yep. people. Right. And I didn't know this. My mom always told me that they're begging to be milked and all of these things and that they're enjoying it. And um, so I didn't know any of this. And then when I learned it and I, I made that connection, it just became... so much easier to quit eating cheese right so much easier so i tell my clients you know it's for even though it's really sad and heartbreaking to learn about it's really like of service to us to know these things because then the choice becomes easier definitely yeah just being educated makes a huge difference I agree with you. I think preparedness as far as meal prep is probably the key. Always having, you know, the right kind of snacks available in your car or with you in your purse or whatever, just to curb that, you know, uh, temptation to go to fast food or whatever to slip, if you will. Uh, what's your favorite store down in San Diego to, to purchase like whole organic foods? I love sprouts mm-hmm. um, and that's, you know, all over. Yeah. It's, where are you based? Actually? I don't even know that. Yeah. Salt Lake city. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want to go yeah, and see the nature should. there. If you do, <laughs> please let me know. I would love to show you. I around. will. Yeah. We love the outdoors. And I think the best thing about Salt Lake is that you have the conveniences and the opportunities of the city, but within 30, 40 minutes, you're out in the middle of nowhere. If you want to be, That's amazing. it's gorgeous. Yeah. So let me know. I will definitely show I you will. around. <laughs> yes. I love <laughs> sprouts. You. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I love hiking and backpacking. It's like my oh. favorite activity yeah, yeah. it's the best. and I think now it's a good thing to do too because 
there's not many people. So. Right, exactly. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time yeah. to get, get out into nature at least. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We're pretty So Sprouts there. is great. And then what I like to encourage my clients to do is actually buy their pantry staples online. Mm. And I really like VitaCost. It's crazy right now. I, I was like trying to shop and I saw all these like out of stock, out of stock. I think everyone is, you know, stocking uh-huh. up. Um, but Vitacost is really, really good for your pantry. And then you don't have to run around the store like crazy. So basically what I tell people is go to a farmer's market or Sprouts or I go locally. We have something called the fruit stand, which is almost like a tiny farmer's market. It's just fruits and veggies. And I stock up there on produce and that's it. So it's very quick and, and easy to find. Just buy all the fruits and vegetables you possibly can and then um, get your pantry staples online really good really smart yeah definitely smart that's good so how can people find you online if they're wanting to follow you on instagram or work with you uh how will they find you i am on soul in the raw.com that's my main website s-o-u-l-i-n-t-h-e-r-a-w I, i'm sure you link it in the in the notes yes, of the definitely. show mm-hmm. And then same thing on Instagram. And you're always, always welcome to send me a message, ask me any questions about plant-based eating or mindset or any of it. And before I work with clients, I always, always give them a 90-minute session with me, complimentary session. So they, I actually coach them on that session. Great. So we work through their, their vision, any obstacles that may come up, and then how they can overcome those obstacles to get to that vision Mm -hmm. um, on the call so for anyone interested you can actually book that call right on my website perfect perfect I will definitely link that in the show notes and Marina thank you so much this has been really informative and I'm like super excited to go find some of these books and some of these studies online and um, I'll be reaching out to you I'm sure as well to ask some additional questions for me personally this is something that I've wanted to yeah to look please more into. do yeah for sure so yeah for sure awesome. um I just want to kind of leave the listeners with this message that this is an amazing lifestyle and it really doesn't have to be complicated or expensive or scary, you know? And if you really want to get started, I actually have a whole uh, plant-based challenge, which is really cool. It's like a whole week challenge where they get meal plans every day. They get a grocery list and they get a meal prep guide. And then every day there's videos that I cover different um, aspects of this lifestyle. So definitely encourage checking that out. And just know that Everything that we do in the beginning, it's like, it feels a little bit uncomfortable just because it's new. That's the only thing, you know, when you think of having, raising kids or starting to go to the gym or changing your job, it always is a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning, but in a really short amount of time, it becomes your new norm, right? Right. So I just want you to remember that. That's perfect. Thank you, Marina. I appreciate it. Thank you.